0: everybody, this is uh, Jason Powers. I'm doing another podcast on uh, Sprecher. So today, um, this has been an interesting week as everybody's been on pins and needles and um, we saw a peaceful transfer of power on uh, January 20th after all the hullabaloo that took place over the past uh, couple weeks um, with people trying to determine where we're going as a country. Um, I am not positive about that that path. I think we're heading towards uh, bankruptcy because that's just the way it's going to happen. I can't imagine what the this year's tax rece- receipts are going to be by our uh, federal government from the all the small businesses that won't have any um, uh, sales or profits. They're going to report substantial losses. And a host of other things that are going on. Uh, I guess there's a bill going through uh, Congress right now that's going to be another whopper. Uh, They're planning on spending more money for subsidizing uh, foreign uh, countries once again. Where money is just going out faster than we're bringing it in. And it doesn't seem like anyone has any common sense up there in Washington, D.C. But that doesn't surprise me any because that's just been the way it's been for in eternity. It seems uh, it seems literally that these people have uh bought hook, line, and sinker, this uh modern uh, mo- a modern monetary theory or whatever it is that they're trying to push. Um it's all the radicals on the Democrat sides and the Republicans are totally spineless and corrupt anyway, so um they're all on the same pot and there's really no difference between the two sides anymore all this is just rhetoric and bs and um today uh they're planning on uh impeaching uh Trump again for the second time uh over his uh comments made on January 6th, which um I haven't gone in any great detail on looking at the legal precedent there but uh I have heard that there's a there was a case in about free speech it's called uh Brandenburg v Ohio I don't know if it's applicable to his uh situation but uh, if you actually read his speech or listened to it, um, the incitement uh, charges um, is not even really uh, applicable. I mean uh, considering how much incitement uh, took place over the summer from a host of Democrats that got none of them in trouble and yet they're trying to apply a standard a much much stricter standard to his speech which was far less incendiary in terms of what it was doing. The only only thing they're trying to do is Lynch pin him to an event that he didn't have any any control over and moreover was taking place even prior to the end of his speech. So therefore, if the event was triggered, uh, there's been numerous uh, people who have looked at the information and found that uh, the breach of the, the Capitol building was taking place as he was still speaking. So it wasn't anything he, he had any uh, idea about. Uh, there was uh, notifications done prior to... Uh, The event that uh, there was uh, going to be groups that were going to be actively involved in doing stuff there, including um, there's uh, reports that uh, there was a Ukrainian cell that that was involved in this, a Ukrainian cell that was potentially tied to uh, Petro Poroshenko, who happens to be, Somebody that uh, Joe Biden knows real well because he was the one who was installed into the Ukrainian presidency back in 2014, if I'm not mistaken. And he was there through 2019 before he was replaced by the, the comedian guy. I can't remember his name, but uh, um, that was the conversation that Trump uh, had with him. And that led to his first impeachment. So you have to ask yourself some of these questions uh, Why on earth are we uh, going down this road of impeaching uh, a president who's no longer in office? Uh, They're doing this to destroy him, and they want to destroy his movement, both the Republicans and the uh, Democrats. I mean, the Democrats are signed on. There will be 50 votes there. On the Republican side, it's a matter of can they get 17 votes. Uh, More than likely, they can probably get seven or eight right off the bat. It's just a matter of finding 10 more votes. Um, because that's how much these people despise him And that tells you what kind of people they were anyway They're using him as the, 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 the Supposedly he was the one that did this But what it what it boils down to is uh, They just want to destroy the popularity of uh, uh, Making America Great Again Movement because it stands in loggerheads to their Overall objective which is to turn this country over to the Chinese Communist Party And Joe Biden is, was uh, highly, highly uh, liked for that potentiality uh, by um, the the Chinese. Uh, there was video uh, going back to I think it was October, November that leaked out of China that you know a professor was in front of a large crowd and he was uh, a, a so, uh, he was very happy that uh, Joe Biden was going to be the one that was going to get elected um, because that's they know they got leverage on him and he'll do whatever they want him to do so. To move ahead on that, so he uh, he happened to uh, do some executive orders uh, this past week. Uh, he uh, he got us out. of He uh, decided to put a kibosh on the XL pipeline, which there already is a pipeline running from Canada down to um, Louisiana or Texas, <clears throat> wherever it outputs out at. Um, the XL is an additional uh, 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 pipeline that was being run or count uh, running. Run through the middle of uh, America uh, to increase in the amount of volume. So all they're going to do is just probably uh, uh, load that stuff onto semi trail uh, semis and move the oil that direction. Uh, in that regard, it's a stupid. It was a stupid, uh, stupid executive order to sign because all it is is just it's just helping the middleman. That's it. It's just changing who the middleman is instead of having a pipeline that could be built create jobs they want to have it loaded on uh, trucks so somebody's making money off that particular uh, change up Um, he signed another executive order uh, regarding uh, transgenders uh, in women's sports so that ought to make some people upset because um, so now you're going to have women that are going to be competing against uh, biological males who have uh, transitioned to some variation I don't know. I I think it's such a uh, it, this thing's being pushed and pushed and pushed and there's going to be there's going to be huge problems coming up in the future with that that particular scenario but um this is just full on communism. That's all it is. It's it's heading that way. Our Department of Justice has decided that they're going to they've labeled they're trying to come up with a domestic terrorism bill in Congress and they're trying to they're trying to root out they what they're trying to do is uh Throw people all together and lump them all together in one group for culpability for for the actions of a few extremists out there and what they don't realize is there's there's a substantial number of people in this country. I think it's much more than eighty million people I think it's a hundred million people or more that love their country and I don't know why anybody wouldn't love their country and if you don't love your country, then why are you here leave that's 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 always been the case. But you know, you know why you stay. You stay here because this country has resources; it has points to exploit, and that's the reason why most leftists stay here because they like the comforts of uh, of uh, using, grading, uh, getting technology, and piggybacking off our social welfare system. And they're destroying our social welfare system, which has grown it grown to such an enormous amount that. Uh, there's no way in the world that this country will will, will uh, survive under the weight of it because they'll keep on pushing reparations and all this other stuff, which they'll probably get through now. Once this country is loaded up with so much debt, uh, it will go bankrupt. And I know there's, a, there's a plans afoot from the Great Reset to get us all in digital currency, and they're just going to create a whole slave class. Uh, speaking of that, um, they decided that, Uh, Biden signed an executive order Regarding uh, immigrants So he's going to give them a path Uh, It's going to take eight years Potentially for them to So-called get to some kind of citizenship But it'll be kicked down the road Eventually But really all it is is just keeps them in a holding pattern Meanwhile they're going to stop building on the wall And uh, they're planning on Investigating that particular um, (laughs) They're going to investigate The Trump administration again To see where the money came You know the one thing that the one thing Democrats are always good at is uh, creating another problem by investigation. And the thing is, is that since they hold all the investigatory powers and de- uh, the House and the Senate, and they use the Department of Justice as their as their go between the the mainstream media, only investigates one way. They don't they never they don't ever investigate their own crimes. They always are investigating uh, anything that's so, supposedly conservative. And what they're trying to do, they're just trying to destroy any any idea that this country should stay together and eventually this country will 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 break in half or in many pieces who knows how many pieces and you know what when that happens you you think you've seen chaos you will never ever ever experience chaos like you'll see if this country breaks apart cuz i think uh, if anyone out there is so self-deluded to think that that it, that there isn't a pressure point that's going to build up and when it does and they know whose fault that is that's dc's fault because they're incompetent fools and they're bought and they refuse to understand reality and then one, most the, when a when a country is run by as many corrupt institutions as the united states currently has it will die and they know what the chinese are waiting for that and you guys are such fools out there in dc that you you think you got this under control that you can sometimes you can manage the the dragon. No, the dragon is managing you through asymmetric uh, asymmetric uh, warfare. It's called hybrid warfare, <clears throat> and the idea is is they use the many tools that they're at their disposal to slowly erode away um, um, our country biologically. Uh, so, fentanyl viruses. Uh, institutional rot that they're causing through teaching racism in our school and culture, and we have so many delusional females that, that teach at school. There's 80 percent of women are the teachers through K through 12, so they're the they are part and parcel of not totally responsible for all the chaos you see out on the streets right now, because they're the ones who taught these taught these little morons that they're that they're they taught them to be so hateful of their country of their, you know, anybody who doesn't look like them, which I don't know what they expect people to look like because it doesn't seem like they, ha- they have such a poor understanding of their own identity. But that's what you do to people that are under a certain age. You teach them to self-loathe themselves. So self-loathing turns into projection. And so they project all their self-loathing onto other people and blame them for all their problems. And this is what happens when you don't teach good values in school. Like, for example, um, Trump had, <laughs> at the end of his term, they came out with a 1776 commission and they had a sta- he established that as supposedly an executive order to be taught. Well, Biden nixed that idea. He put a countermanding executive order in this week to nullify that entire concept. So we're going to continue to teach crit- critical race theory uh, or uh, we're going to install it. Um, there was a article i can't find where it is but there was an article with uh <clears throat> that was uh, tied to the military that's going inter- to introduce uh uh sensitivity training and that was that was one of his executive orders was tied to uh increased sensitivity training and and uh uh and diversity and inclusion here here's here it is in a nutshell for you uh for people you can't make somebody accept you you can't make them and if you try to make them uh, uh, the only by doing that aren't you just foisting all your uh, foisting control over their life? Do you think anyone's going to respect you who you tell you must accept me for who I am, they'll accept you in their own good due course, but if you foist it upon them or you pressure them or you say you will or else, or I'm going to destroy your life what what what, what morality do you have? You don't have any moral, moral position? When you do that, you're just being just as bad as the person that you think is hurting you by not accepting you. So this idea of diversity and inclusion, this inclusive language is bullshit. It has always been bullshit. Because if, for the most part, most people are very accepting and accommodating of people, but we're usually accepting and accommodating based upon a person's um, uh, ability to contribute to a conversation or contribute to a project or contribute to to someone's you know <laughs> to someone's uh, joy and happiness in life I mean do you like to be around people you don't like no I, I don't think you probably do so you probably avoid them um, and that goes with this goes with work do you constantly go work with in in this idea that I'm supposed to I I'm gonna you put me and myself in that position Am I going to go seek out all these uh, uh, divergent viewpoints or divergent people and somehow try to uh, ingratiate myself to them? No, that just makes me weak and it makes me look weak. And moreover, and moreover, they're going to not respect me either because they're going to say, well, he's just doing it because, you know, he's being forced to do it by company policy. You work with people because you have to work with people. That's fine. I mean, on a project or whatever, maybe tied to the way the project is set up or whatnot. And that's all fine and dandy. But um, this idea that you're supposed to somehow uh, magically get along with everybody is ridiculous because that never happens. There's plenty of people I don't get along with that are the exact same skin color as me and I could care less about that. <laughs> and matter of fact, the most, actually, two of the, the two of the people in my life that I totally despise the most or I would say this: two of the people that have caused me the most trouble in my life, I have more in common with, from a background or, or color, skin or whatever, educational attainment. The whole, you know, the, if you took away, if you stripped away how much we can't get along with each other, we would be very similar on a host of other situations. So it hasn't. And those are the people I can't stand. And there's other people that I totally get along with that have hardly anything in common with if you looked at looked at it from a super superficial point of view and that so this idea that there's some relevancy to that is I think is is pretty errant but uh, this is the way our country's gonna go um, because we have too many people that just really don't seem to understand things or if they do understand them, they're purposely uh, like sociopathic or psychopathic or however. They have no morals, no principles that they won't uh, won't uh, uh, devoid. Uh, the leftism is a lot like this because it's collectivism. It says that everybody should share in misery. Collectivism or centralization of planning, centralization of how we should feel about things, centralization of how everybody should be all on the same page is ridiculous because people don't think this way. And the more and more they push it, the more and more they're going to they're going to push people into corners, isolate them, and then, of course, if they have enough power, which is seemingly now with uh, the Biden administration, the uh, uh, Biden-Harris administration, they're going to they're going to see how far they can push this, and see how many people will put up with it before eventually they won't put up with it, and then that's when the fun's going to begin, and everybody's going to be like, "Well, you know, you're just not accepting enough." Well you gonna you're gonna force me to accept something after you've destroyed my life i mean come on you know who nobody signs up for that it it, it takes a it takes a it takes a massive amount of self delusion to think that someone's going to to uh buy on to something after you've uh you've you've cornered them you've taken away their businesses you've taken away their free speech which is another aspect of this month that's gone crazy since uh um amazon or um, Twitter declared war on uh, free speech on uh, January 8th. And oh, by the way, Twitter just got uh, sued by uh, uh, a minor in his family for being, um, uh, it's a child child porn uh, related uh, a lawsuit that was posted up on Twitter and they refused to take it down or didn't take it down. And uh, they were asked and requested to do so and they didn't. Uh, Twitter deserves to get sued, sued into oblivion. For all the things they've done wrong uh, And so uh, there's a multitude of issues That are going on in this country And a lot of them are coming too fast and too quick So I'm going to look at a couple articles here here real quick So uh, the Federalist did an um, uh, article on uh, The snubbing of Trump and Americans Amazon offers vaccine help the moment Biden takes office It's written by uh, Tristan Justice. You ought to check it out. So basically, um, you know, throughout this uh, uh, pandemic cycle, which I just did some analysis on, um, I am not going to get into that. But uh, anyway, um, so evidently, uh, they never they had like a discussion, but they never really uh, explicitly offered any help to the Trump administration. And just, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not for vaccines which is to say is I don't think I need one and I'm not going to go looking for one uh, because from what I've seen, the, I think the vaccine uh, from the Pfizer and the Moderna uh, studies that they did, there were more adverse effects. The, the probability of getting just as bad av- adverse effects plus what I know what I know about this vaccine may have long-term implications on your uh, fertility and I don't really want to risk that. And I'm not going, since since they're not going to be able, since they're going to make promises that they're never going to have to be held account to, I don't see a necessity for me to take it. And I'm not going to, but that's me. You know, you do what you want to do. You consult your doctor and you roll the dice on your life. I don't, I don't think I need to do that. I'll gladly take COVID-19. I don't even know if I haven't already had it. Uh, I had a sniffle back in the March or February or whatever time frame it was, and it's you know it is no it is what it is i've never gotten tested and i never will um so <clears throat> anyway so amazon decided to to open up its uh open up its good na- good-hearted nature you know can you hear my sarcasm and help the biden administration distribute vaccines and so that uh of course this week uh you know, the, you know, Biden couldn't couldn't wait to say, well, they've been inadequate in the distribution of vaccinations. It's like, really? Who, who are you to make any kind of a determination of that about the Trump about? I think so far there's been like 15 or 16 million uh distributed um, uh, vaccines so far. And of course, you know, they're making like uh, that isn't good enough. And they're asking; they were asking him about whether he can. He he mentioned that he could get a million a million per day or something like that, and that was roughly about where the Trump administration has left it off at. And he's like, "Ah, I don't want to talk about that." Come on, man! Typical Joe Biden, you know, just he can't answer any real questions. But in any case, you know. They said they're going to come out with a. They said they had he had a nice little pamphlet and he had it in his hand. He's going to roll out this new plan and it's going to be all hunky dory and, you know, uh, this is going to solve the world's problems or whatever. It, it, my God, it's just you know it's just BS after BS. I mean, it, it, to think that you know uh, they did everything they could to make sure that Trump got zero credit for that vaccine anyway, for good or ill. I don't. I'm not going to sit there and say that I. I was on board with that at all, but I know how harp and mad people were if uh, if, if Trump hadn't of uh, laser focused the 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 amount of funds and and necessity for it. And that he did, he put they put billions of dollars behind Pfizer and Moderna and everybody else to to come up with a vaccine. And by October, they were they were. Uh, saying, well, we don't know if we have a vaccine, and then it, with and no sooner the election was over than they said, oh yeah, we have a vaccine. So they were just lying to keep to make sure that uh, the, the to make sure that uh, the administration couldn't couldn't uh, put that in their uh, quote unquote their their political uh, campaign. But they'll do anything they can to help B- Biden. So that tells you where the medical f- uh, profession is. Uh, we'll get into that on another thing. So. Moving on, uh, there was this funny uh, quiz on uh, Chinese propaganda versus American journalists written by Michelle Ginsburg at uh, the Daily Call. So I had these 10 quotes here and who they were written by. So that's the first one. Washington enjoys political masturbation. It's easy to point fingers and blame everything on others than face the huge mass failure and dysfunction at home. Uh, that was written by uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones Of the 1619 Project Which is flawed But she got she gets plenty of credit for And we know what she thinks of So the second quote was Good riddance Donald Trump The uh, second quote was from Juan Xijing uh, Sh- of the Minister of Foreign Affairs uh, Third quote Donald Trump has fled the scene of a crime That's uh, the Xijuan Daily So fourth quote the Chinese economy is roaring, and some experts are asking whether the pandemic has tipped the global balance of power towards Beijing. That was Li uh, Jiao of uh, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Um, the fifth quote, China has avoided a mass resurgence along, alongside overseeing an economic revival. That was the New York Times. The sixth quote, this is the most racist and ignorant U.S. senator I've ever seen. A lifetime bitch So that was Shen Weijiu The China Daily <laughs> So uh, the, It's always interesting to see What these people say uh, I'm going to go Okay and the seventh quote uh, In Washington The whites seldom go to the southeast Area as it's An area for the black President Trump even demanded four women makers of colors to leave the United States. Out of respect for President Trump, U.S. and the black there, please follow America First policy and take care of racial discrimination. So that's G. That's the New York Times. And we'll just uh, move along. So what, what, I'm, what I guess they're trying to get at is, you know, you can't really tell who's saying what. I mean, uh, they sound pretty much the same. Uh... And you know what? As much hatred this way, when your enemies have so much to say about the ex president, you know you can say a lot uh, about that. Um, so, on a on a on a sad note, but yet I think is indicative of the way twenty twenty was. Um, uh, Doctor Simone Gold uh, was uh, arrested. She was at the the, the January sixth the uh, uh, event. Uh, how you deter- call it, whether you call it a riot, whether you call it uh, a, a, a protest, or however. I, uh, the that what I saw for pictures, she basically walked into the Capitol building. But I mean, it doesn't really matter that they, if you were following behind people who forced entry, they'll say you forced entry. So the Department of Justice filed a bunch of charges against a bunch of different people. But I look, I did some snapshots of. Uh, different, uh, uh, the, the Google search So I just put in Simone Gold And at the top was like MedPage Today Which is from Washington Watch It says, you know, Simone Gold, MDJD Founder of the notorious pro-hydroxychloroquine anti-vax group American Frontline Doctors See, they load everything up with notorious Okay, so, yeah, it's so notorious and pro hydroxychloroquine. Well, there's plenty of evidence that shows hydroxychloroquine with zinc works. Uh, it's early. It's it's effective in the early stages of uh, the COVID nineteen or the SARS CoV two um, a, a treatment path. There's numerous things out there. Everything you should do to fix yourself on a flu is mainly just preventative. Make your body better than what it was. Um, vitamin D, vitamin C. Uh, getting the appropriate minerals and making your immune system stronger is going to make you a hell of a lot less susceptible to a flu than it is if you uh, allow it to progress. Which is what what the problem is with most of these situations is. And hydroxychloroquine was was uh, uh, tamped but tamped down in the United States in particular, and other countries in the Western world in particular were uh, uh, not using it, whereas the rest of the world was. So. That should, that should clue you in. In our American press, which is controlled by China, uh, and they are controlled by China in many ways uh, through partnerships like A, uh, CNN and whatnot through AT&T, they have, Chinese have uh, huge investments in certain aspects. So what are, you, what are you getting? You're getting Chinese propaganda through the mainstream media. And of course, they were the the ones that are going to write stuff like that. So the the uh, next article is by the Washington Post. Gold, who f- uh, first gained notoriety, so you see you see the you see the uh, resonance there. So notorious, notoriety, same root word for an open letter to the president in May in which he called shutdowns imposed to stop the spread of coronavirus. I'm not going to get into that. So yeah, uh, because shutdowns were uh, were lockdowns have been proven to be faulty and stupid. There was a a research paper just published recently, and of course, there'll be somebody out there that'll knock down and say, oh, you don't understand it. I go, yeah, I do. I understand lockdowns don't work because I'm not the only one that's been saying that. Oh, by the way, this week, just right after Joe Biden got uh, either was going to be inaugurated or just got inaugurated, lo and behold, uh, Washington D.C. mayor the Chicago mayor, the New York City mayor, all decided that they want to open up now. They want to open up to uh, businesses and let everybody go uh, undo lockdowns. Imagine that. Just think about that for a second. Isn't it just well-timed with everything that's going on that they want to just magically open up shop and let people pour in? Of course they do, because they want to give Biden all the... All the wind in his back, all the wind into his sails to make, you know, the economy great again. Well, they won't say great again, but they'll, they're going to call it the build back better miracle that Joe Biden put together. Yeah, after you've destroyed everybody, you're you're now you're interested in doing that. Of course, now with all the money that they're planning on getting pumped into their cities, funny money, basically it's going to inflate all the prices, but it'll look good. It'll look good on paper but they've already destroyed most of these businesses and oh by the way when they pump this funny money back in people that are out there in um, that are in better financial condition are going to snap that money up and they're going to get bank loans or they're going to get uh they're going to get first access to go and hit go ahead and buy these properties out from any these uh, these uh owners who who don't can't even buy inventory or do anything about their businesses They've already crushed about fifty percent of the restaurant business, so whoever's opening back up is going to be uh, only going to be corporate businesses. If you were like a small- time operator, you're done. You've probably been done for several months so uh, so that's what they think of you. They think you're too naive and stupid to realize to connect the dots that this whole thing was about anything to make anything to cause misery under a Trump administration. and as soon as Joe Biden got in there everybody's tw- uh, twisted their uh, turn their uh, turned 180 on the everything the media is effusive about praising Joe Biden and what his handling will be they treat him with kit gloves they're not going to be critical of him at least for now don't worry that's going to change too at some point or another there's going to come a, a pivot point where they're going to say "Hmm, how can we get him out of office and you know that's going to happen and everybody can anybody with a, a, a modicum of sense is going to see that. And when that happens, and you'll get a Kamala Harris administration, which I don't know if she would be able to. Uh, you know, she's never done anything before in her life, so why would this time be any different? And when I say she hasn't been done it doing anything, she's she's managed to get to the top through. She's uh, risen to the level of her inadequacy, and she's uh, exceeded it at every point. And I don't think that's going to change at all. So yeah, Miss Gold got uh, gets uh, gets uh, can, uh, attacked pretty good here, and they, there was even a picture from the med page today. So they show a face, and then they put a, a, a handcuff around it, which is just yeah. It's all about smearing people anymore. It's not about what they think or what the reality of what they said was. And I'm not going to defend why she was there because I wasn't. I wasn't involved. She was there uh, speaking out. I guess she had a megaphone. I guess they did a speech, and then she went into the Capitol building. And you know that's <laughs> that's on her. Uh, that re- in that regard, though, let me let me put it put this in a, uh, a way that most people should be able to remember. Uh, if you lived through the 1960s, which I didn't, I wasn't born yet. But I, I seem to remember that in the 1960s they had a lot of sit-ins and protests and they protested at the major universities around the country and they would, they would sit in and protest and uh, lock themselves inside buildings and uh, universities on federal and sometimes on federal property. So to, to, to put that in perspective now, I'm not, I doubt, highly doubt that she did any damage or destruction or went ahead and did some of the things that other people did. Uh, how she got in there? Well, I mean, I saw many uh, video clips where people were walking into the Capitol building, escorted by police, or allow, allowed in by the Capitol police. So there's there's various parts of this story, and and, and so the thing is, is the our uh, DOJ has decided that they want to work real hard on this one because you know, of course, they got Congress people all up in arms, and you know, they they didn't they they have more than exceeded to try to make this into a huge event. And, of course, you know, everybody said, well, there were multiple deaths. There were five people who died. Okay, there was one person who died that I saw got shot in the head or shot in the neck by, I won't say the head and the neck, uh, Ashley Babbitt. And she was shot on shot when she probably could have been, they could have handled that a different way. Who knows what that person was thinking. I don't know anything about that situation Uh, When I say I don't know anything, I don't know anything about why that Capitol Police or whoever that security person was, why they couldn't have handled it in a different way, but they did what they did. Uh, The other deaths, uh, one was supposedly a trampling of a lady. Don't know. I wasn't there. Uh, The cops, one was a suicide. The other one supposedly was tied to an alleged uh, fire extinguisher, but yet no one has been able to uh, verify that that was actually the the initial or the final cause of death. It may have been something else. I've heard uh, rumors that it was uh, heart attack related. So what I'm saying is, out of the whole quote malaise that took place that day, there's more. There's a lot less uh, quote mortality than what they're trying to make it out to be. But the media is going to try to trump up everything into a, a huge event so that they can smear it all on Trump and make it and make him the the blame for it all. Which is kind of amazing because here's the here's the, here's been the trick the entire year. Any time they can, any time there's a situation and Trump can be so much as ever linked to it, they try to make a big big to do out of it, and they hone in on it and they focus on it, and they think because they stir it all up that you're going to be focused on it, and then therefore you're going to be outraged by it. So you'll have something. They are looking for a way to to make him the uh, the the blame for everything. You know, how dare he let that happen? But in the past experiences of my life, there's been many a present, for example, like Barack Obama. How much how much blame did he get for the swine flu? I don't I remember that being basically a non event, though there was what, ten, fifteen thousand deaths relate regarding to that? No, it wasn't as big as COVID. Exactly. It wasn't as big as Covid I'll, I'll admit that. There were more cases, though, at the, I think at one point, I think they said the final case total was like, you know, 50 or 60 million, supposedly. I never had it, but, you know, I lived through it, and nothing, nothing of, nothing big ever happened during the entire time. It also affected a different population. I think it was mainly tied to uh, younger kids uh, or, or younger people, but the funny thing is, I was a younger person then, too, but I don't remember it ever being even on the front uh, front page of a newspaper that I ever had to deliver, and at that time I was delivering a paper nightly. I don't even really remember it being a, a big deal because nobody around me was uh, uh, freaked out about it, and nobody uh, nobody looked at it as being anything more than anything else. Which tells you how much the media has changed in just a period of eleven years, or or 10 years, I guess, that swine flu was 2009, 2010. So in a period of a decade, they couldn't wait. They couldn't absolutely, could not wait to hone in on this particular event and exacerbate it out to the integral. And I mean, really turn it into the biggest event ever in human history in order to get one guy out of office so that they can get another guy into office. And that's what you should take away from even this odds and ends uh, uh, situation that I'm looking at. Is that we're going... Uh, now that Trump's gone, and now that we can focus on Biden, now I want to see how everybody focuses on his responses and reactions and what his uh, uh, accomplishments are and whether or not we'll ever get there. I don't know. I really don't know if they'll they'll ever get there. It probably won't ever matter because um, you know, by then we'll, I think by middle of this year, probably May or June, our country will probably have a serious financial collapse. If not, you know, I'm just ballparking it. I might be wrong, but, um, I think we're, we're going to groan from debt and I think, uh, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be havoc from that, uh, Here's another little fun, fun fact. I guess uh, Bill Gates now is the largest private uh, uh, farm uh, landowner in this country. I think he owns, I think it was like uh, Forbes published a, a thing on it. He owns like farms in like 10 or 12 different states. It's just appalling. We, uh, it's appalling how we let these parasites just buy up everything. Bill Gates has got to be probably one of the five or ten most evilest pre- people on the face of this earth. And I say that without any, any any reservation. He just has got his fingers in every little pie. The healthcare system, the legal system. I think he's been involved with this whole uh, Antifa BLM. He certainly is involved in pushing the race angle on health issues. And then he's buying up stuff. He's in vaccines. And uh, he's invested in the Moderna vaccine. He's invested in the... The Pfizer vaccine, the Pfizer-BioNTech, uh, he's investing in both those companies. Um, he's behind just about everything in one way, shape, or form. He's the financier, and behind him is Warren Buffett, by the way. He's put $30 billion plus into the Gates Foundation's uh, uh, asset coffers. So, for example, like this past year, I think it was like uh, 2019 that's the last time they published their taxes. Obviously, uh, I think it was like his grants out. His grants out were like five point five billion dollars for the entire year. Well, Warren Buffett gave him something like two point nine or three billion dollars. So he's funding about fifty percent of the Gates grants in the uh, on a, on an outbound basis. So he's your he's the main financier plus Gates uses it to sell off stock and do whatever, he he sells off, uh, Microsoft shares and all his other investments, the guy's worth 130 billion dollars, he will, I mean, he can, he's a substantial player along with Michael Bloomberg and all those guys, um, anyway, well, I've rambled on a lot, it's odds and ends, so, um, you guys take care, and, uh, we'll, uh, eventually, uh, We'll come up with a a better format in terms of how I get to things. Um, Take care out there.